When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fan fiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. You ride this raft all the way to what appears to be a very large mound of rock and dirt. So emerging from the lava, it's this kind of triangular shape emerging from it. So you can actually get off the raft and you actually climb up these makeshift, muddy, dirty stairs to a large, refreshing basin of fountain water. (gasps) Wow. land land ho but it's just water <laughs> and it's nice and cool to the touch even though it's surrounded by magma everywhere arete is going to ignore the no diving signs and go neck first um into the fountain <laughs> okay arete snaps his neck i can't die i'm already dead <laughs> how deep is the fountain pretty deep enough for arete. maybe basin was the wrong word more like a hot spring but with cool water in it okay yeah, so Arate can fit in there, as can other people if they want to go in. Yeah. Rolf does uh, the very dramatic, like, camera behind them shot of, like, releasing the cape or whatever he's wearing as he just walks into the, the basin. Wait, do we have two caped people? After his war flashback <laughs> thing with Morpheus, Rolf emerges with a cape. Wow. <laughs> his poncho has turned into a cape. He's, yes. like, pushed it to the back sexily. <laughs> And uh, and he wades into the into the water and sits in it just up to his chin. <laughs> you all really just you couldn't just drink from it, huh? You really just had to jump in, huh? Well, Annie just wanted to take her shoes off and dip her feet in. Okay. Only your feet regain hit points. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> yeah, Alexander will take off like pieces of his armor and rub the fountain water over the wounds that have gone through those chinks in his armor. All right. So while you're doing that, uh, you can go ahead and uh, roll up your, like, short rest hit dice and and heal up if you want to and restore your spell slots as necessary. Ah. And as he regains his spell slots, 
you see uh, the rest of Rolf's head dip into the water, completely submerged. Are you guys making conversation, or are you all just doing like a very solemn healing in the fountain, <laughs> licking your wounds? Annie just wants to ask, did you guys see Pelops go down? Yes. That was pretty intense. Like, the last thing you saw was, like, just the Hydra sinking underneath him, and then you got onto the barge. It doesn't mean he, like, was obliterated by the lava. The The man can jump. Oh. As, like, Alexander's, like, tying his wrist armor back on and, like, his shin armor and, and all that, he's like, Anastasia, may I talk with you for a moment? And he's going to, like, look behind her, and then she's going to, like, look back and then point at herself. Yes, you. Oh, okay, and... Annie's going to get up. She's going to put her little shoes back on. She's going to waddle over to Alex. It's not that I don't wish to be butting Kate's with you all this time. I would just suggest that uh, from now on that you take a more uh, medical approach in our party. I would suggest keeping everyone alive with your healing spells now that we've rested. I, I You have a very capable damage output, but um, for it to survive, we're going to need more than blindness and deafness and you understand yes yeah i understand it's just the tactical approach i mean you you've done nothing wrong i just uh no i get it you're the you're the tactical the, guy i still owe you're you the guy with the strategy i still owe you for that drink of uh, water from before when we arrived here in asphodel so no you don't it's just I had a straw, and you needed a straw. It's like you're the you're the guy with the tactics and the strategy. I'm I'm the girl with the straw. You know what I mean? I don't I don't. At that moment, oh crap! You feel a strange vibration in the water. Oh. And then that vibration picks up in speed, and then you feel a rumbling within the entire mound that you're all resting in. And then suddenly, the ground in the fountain underneath you breaks as a hydra head emerges. <laughs> you are all blown back. You are all blown out of the water 15 feet in opposite directions. Oh my god. And there is a massive hydra head. <laughs> of you from the fountain. What the shit? <laughs> Roll initiative. All right. Seriously? <laughs> Ow. What the shit? Alexander gets a 16. Five. Arete rolls a 13. Annie also got a five. High five. Ha Alexander, you were blown back. Uh, you were surprised. So actually everybody is surprised except the Hydra. So the way surprise works is that you can't use any reactions until the start of your turn when you get your reactions back. Furthermore, uh, you're not able to take actions or movement on your turn. So Alexander, you are surprised this round. Arete, you are surprised this round. The Hydra is immediately going to take a bite at Annie. What? Uh, let's see what it gets. It only gets a 14. Does that hit you? No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see, then you're fine. Oh, so, oh, sorry. It, oh, oh, sorry. It has advantage because you're surprised. I'm sorry. <gasps> call, call upon, call upon. Uh, does a 27 hit? Do a 27 hit? What kind of question? <laughs> call upon her. <laughs> what? Iris. Using Iris is a reaction and she can't uh, use a reaction. Uh, you can't. You can't. You, you can't, you can't, and you can't use reactions until the start of your turn. Can one of the other people expend their reactions that have already had their turn? To what, give Iris Boon to someone else? Yeah. Oh, that's how that works. Anyway, the... the asking. You take 15 piercing damage as the Hydra goes... <laughs> and bites right into you, Annie. For that 15 piercing damage, additionally, make a strength saving throw. Oh, no. I'm not... <laughs> oh, 11. 
again. You are now grappled within this bite, so your your speed is now also reduced to zero. Oh, what the shit! Annie, it's your turn. You get your reaction back. Oh. Rolf, it's your turn. You get your reaction back. Incredible. Now we go back to the top of the initiative order. So Alexander, you are up. All right, I'm gonna run to the Hydra and climb on and attack it. A dirty twenty. Okay, that does hit. Alexander will kick himself up to his feet, run up to the Hydra. And with a divine smite, his sword glows white and he stabs into the jaws of the Hydra trying to open it and save Anastasia. And that's 33 damage with the first hit. Excellent. Burn into it for 33 damage. Rolf is still face down on the ground, starting to get back up after being thrown out of the pool. He shouts out to the group, clear the Hydra. Would a 12 land? It does not. Yeah, so then as a bonus action, I will actually dash away from... How far do I have to be from it? 10. Okay, I'll dash just 15 feet. Okay, uh, it's gonna make an opportunity attack at you. Oh, shit. Does a 27 hit? If I call upon Iris, can I stop that? I don't know. Does that put you at 28 AC or more? I'm at exactly 27. Oh, okay. Meets it does beat it, so it bites right into you. Uh, make a strength saving throw. 23. Okay, so actually you are still able to move away. You take the 15 piercing damage. It tries to grapple you with its bite. It does get the bite off on you, but like a little bit of the bone breaks away as you just keep running and your you know your momentum lets you break out. Arete used 15 feet of his movement to rise from his fall and the next 15 feet of his movement to run up and leap and jump onto the Hydra's head. And while he's in the air, he will drive Lavoie into its skull. Does a 25 hit? Ooh, that does hit. Excellent. Ares, Dionysus, and Aphrodite, aid me in this stabby stab. 14 damage. Uh, you deal 14 damage to it. It still looks in very good shape. And then I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action to disengage, increasing my AC. Hermes, I thank thee. The Hydra is going to take another bite at Annie. No! Does a 25 hit. <sighs> Call upon her. Call upon her. Iris! It still hits. It still okay. hits. Well, it gets disadvantage, though, on the attack. So now it's only an 18. Mm -hmm. And you add 5 to your AC. That still hits. No, if you have 14... And you add five. Oh, you're right. I can't do math. It tries to bite into you, and then there is the most brilliant shield of rainbow light you've ever seen momentarily blinds it as it just bites into the rock right next to you. So Iris really came through. Thank you, Iris. Alex, I know you said I, I think everyone's looking really good right now, so I don't know if I should do what you wanted me to do. Is, is this the right? Is this the time? Is that what you want? You're good it... for now. We just healed. Okay, just just wanted to check in. Just wanted to make sure. Thank of you. Of course. Yes, thank you for that. She says as blood dribbles down her mouth. I know. <laughs> Since Annie is already uh, still so close to the Hydra, she would like to use Thunderclap. So, and I know that's a constitution save for the Hydra, but Annie doesn't care. It got a nine. Yeah! Uh, right. Doesn't, doesn't uh, Arete have to make the save as well? Oh, yeah, sorry about that, Ahura. Oh, shit. My constitution saving throw is a six. Fuck, okay, I'm really sorry for that. You're on top of the head. Yeah, you know. Sorry, Rete. Didn't see, didn't see you there, buddy. Uh, this is the opposite of what Alexander asked you to do. <laughs> I'll be nice, though. And look, I, I won't add Aries just in case, because you're here. You should, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, so look, oh, it's just 10 damage. That's just 10 thunder damage. Athena, protect me. There you go. All right. 
Yes. A thunderclap resounds on the Hydra's head as it takes 10 damage. It's like somebody just like flicked it on its forehead. Yeah, take that. And Annie's going to call on Hermes to dash away from the Hydra. Okay, yeah, so it's going to make an opportunity attack against you. What the shit? It gets a uh, 26. <sighs> it deals 15 piercing damage to you. <sighs> and now make a strength saving throw. Okay. Just 12. Okay, but you do save. Yeah! You, you took the damage, but it tries to grapple you, and it can't, and you move away pretty gracefully. Yeah, suck on that. Uh, okay, well, it'll take that as a challenge. Uh-oh. Oh, Rolf, shit. No. <laughs> it's your turn. All right. Uh, Rolf is still, he's older, so it takes him a second to get up. So he's still working his way up off the ground. And then you see there's a splash of uh, the, I guess, holy water near him that they were bathing in. And he, like, shakes out one of his hands, and as he does so, a blood crystal just drops into that water, freezes it, and he flings it toward the Hydra, and he's going to cast Ice Knife on him. And he says, Ares, Dionysus, Aphrodite, do your thing! Okay. (laughs) Ooh, he gets a critical hit and does 27 times 2 is 54 damage as the ice knife with the blood crystal frozen in the middle lodges itself into one of its eye sockets and then explodes and it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, it gets a uh, nine. Okay, that fails. And Arete gets a 25. Okay, wonderful. I won't expend my sorcery point then. (laughs) So that is six, 12, that is 25 cold damage as the ice knife explodes from within its eye socket. So what ends up happening is you drop this blood crystal into the fountain water and you think you're creating this ice knife as this ice begins forming around the crystal to make this ice knife, but then out of nowhere, the blood crystal pulses and you see this light float over the rest of the ice knife and it just gets, keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it makes essentially like ice an ice... <laughs> <laughs> Until it makes an ice javelin, essentially, and you send it rocketing into the eye, or where an eye would be, of this bone hydra. And, just, and it shatters, and more than three-fourths of its skull just shatters away as that javelin explodes. So it is looking in very bad shape right now. Is there anything else you do on your turn? I dash to increase my AC and go, that's a level one spell slot, baby. Oh my god, Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna Poseidon Hermes dash boon after that explosion. I'm gonna I'm just gonna body it with my dash. Okay. And then start cutting into this long neck of bone. All right. So the water from the fountain whirls around you, and then it makes this like wave at your feet that you ride, cape flowing behind you as you blast into this hydra. It's gonna make a strength save that it fails, so it's knocked 15 feet back. But you don't care. You're riding and closing that gap too. You swing down down on it with your sword and do 37 damage. All right. Alexander, finish this thing. So anime style, we're going to keep running along all the way down the the vertebrae. Screaming the the entire time. Yeah, as the sword (laughs) is cutting through every single little vertebrae. Ah! So there's nothing left. And I don't go into lava. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you don't say it, I have to assume you ran into yeah, the lava. Yeah, I must assume, right? All right, so yeah, so the Hydra is obliterated. You know, pretty much 18 seconds after it came out of the fountain. <laughs> and as the Hydra is obliterating and just exploding, Arete 
Seeing the anime style running of Alexander, he tries to one-up him and leaps from piece of shattered skull to piece of shattered skull back down to the ground, does a tumble roll, and then lands on one knee like a superhero and goes, Booyah, baby. Rolf pulls out a little card from beneath his cape and it says six, and then puts it back. Okay, (laughs) beautifully done. So as that Hydra is obliterated in front of you, you see an arrow fly from the darkness above you straight into the ground with like lightning speed. There's just a green flash of light as this arrow strikes into the ground. And where it lands, you hear a little pop. And then there's a crystal globe there with a little green bow and arrow sign rotating inside of it. Wow. Where did that come from? We're under fire. (laughs) Everybody get down! (laughs) I believe Artemis has sent us a message. Let's pop that sucker open and see what she has to say. And Arete will take out Lavoie and cut open the bubble. What the (laughs) shit? (laughs) As if like the skinning of a sacred deer, but it's a bubble. Okay. Yes. At that moment, again, the heat of Asphodel seems to fade away for a moment as you're kind of surrounded in this mist again. And you get the smell of woods and damp caves and you hear this hunting horn blare somewhere. And then you hear the thumping of hundreds and hundreds of hooves as if a wild hunt were taking place somewhere. And then somewhere through the mist, you see a silhouette of a giant stag. And on that stag is the silhouette of a woman wearing a skull for headwear with massive antlers coming out of it. And that silhouette of a woman turns to you as a voice rings out in your ear. She points the bow at you, but not in like a, I'm going to shoot you away, just as if to like address you. (laughs) And the voice says, Just what in Hades is going on down there? I swear, it gets harder and harder to get a message down to the underworld. Do me a favor. I won't stop you from trying to escape, but if you can just make sure things don't get too crazy down there, I'll make it worth your while. Roll a d20, Arate. 14. Okay, that is a common rarity boon. Dang. You may choose from an Artemis power boon, an Artemis survivability boon, or an Artemis utility boon. Goddess of the hunt. What do we think, team? I would say power. She's the goddess of the hunt. I agree. Sure. Power is fine with me. Power it is, baby. All right. Everybody's (laughs) decided on power. When your attacks find their mark, you become confident in tracking your prey. Once you deal damage to a target, you gain advantage on your next attack against it. So add that to your Rolodex of 30 boons. Thank you, Artemis. And then on the opposite side of the mound from where you came in, you see a little raft that leads away. And there's a little question mark uh, globe on it. I sense a quiz show coming. Let's go, gang. It's not safe here. Okay, well, let's go. I'm sick of... I want to... Yeah, I'm sick of this little sword. And he'll hop in and try to paddle with his long sword. You're paddling through the magma with your sword? (laughs) It's gone now. There is no more sword for Alexander. I thought it was like river sticks. (laughs) No, it's the river Phlegathon. It's a river of fire You you better hope you answer this question right, (laughs) though. Yeah, (laughs) now you have to get this question right. He's going to blow really hard (laughs) to make the robot go fast. All right. What's everybody else doing? Annie's getting on the boat. I'm on it. I'm assuming the globe won't pop until everyone's on it. So Rolf is just kind of like, why isn't this working? Like pressing the globe over and over again. Arete um, mines the gap as he boards the raft and uh, is polishing Lavoie after battle. Finally, the globe shatters and the raft begins moving over the river Flagathon.
Once again, you slowly find yourself reaching the edge of one of these circular disks of magma. Oh, shit. And uh, it is about to fall off the edge very soon. Yeah, let's let's feather fall there. I want an infernal arm. Okay. You cast feather fall just as the raft goes over the edge, and you are once again descending into blackness. And you very gently fall on some cool ruby tile in a red room with a pedestal in the middle. Alexander, roll history. 12. So, Alexander, you remember when you were conquering India, you stopped by the River Ganga, or the River Ganges, as it's called to the Greeks. And when you went to this river, you and a certain someone in your past had a very memorable time at this river, which was covered in marigold blossoms and these kind of sensors of oil and these lamps. And it smelled beautiful, and there were just flower petals all over it. And you recognize one of these flowers because you see a long sword in the middle. It looks less like a blade and more like a bouquet, and the hilt is just bursting with marigold blossoms all over it. And it has this long, swooping orange blade emerging from it, and it is rotating on its axis at the pedestal. It's, uh, very floral. <laughs> for a weapon. You don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it, I guess. Alright, so as you try to grab it, your hand obviously phases through it, and then you hear a thump as behind you, a very happy sphinx goes, Hello, my old friends. Come to claim another one of my treasures, have you? Yes, if we may. Very well. Hi, Enigmatos. It's lovely to see you as always. It is lovely to see people who can answer my riddles. <laughs> and it is lovely to eliminate from my sight those who cannot. Great. Are you prepared to answer? Yes. All right. He begins his Hakuna Matata trot around the ruby-tiled room. <laughs> and he says... There are two sisters. One gives birth to the other, and she, in turn, gives birth to the first. Who are they? I know this one. It's Tia and Tamara. (laughs) (laughs) Sister, sister. Can't believe how much I missed you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which I always mix up with, he's a smart guy. (laughs) Yeah. Is Tia and Tamara your final answer? It most definitely is not Enigmatus, my good friend. (laughs) May I hear that riddle one more time? There are two sisters. One gives birth to the other, and she in turn gives birth to the first. Who are they? What? I thought there were three sisters. (laughs) (laughs) All the cultural references. Wow. (laughs) I don't think I get that one. It's Chekhov. I have an idea, but I don't think it's correct. It could be it could be a day and night. Oh yeah. Yeah, that uh that feels right. That feels right in my bones. Is it day and night? He roars. That is correct! (laughs) Wow! On the first try, has that happened yet? Okay, well, that was obviously too easy. Uh, now I'm only going to give you extremely hard riddles that have no reward, uh, <laughs> other than to survive. So, Alexander, make an arcana check. An 18. Okay, this is a blade called Marigold, Blade of the Lovers. On a successful attack roll, you restore one hit die plus your constitution modifier. Oh! Wow. Uh, what? And every time you swing with it, uh, more and more petals fall off of it. But they always come back. Ah, uh, very Japanese Sakura Storm. Yeah. I love that. Holy hell! Congratulations, Alex. And this is obviously the aspect of Alexander. And it smells divine. <laughs> Groovy. I mean, splendid. 
okay. You're losing yourself, Alex. Speaking of mom's spaghetti, uh, you turn <laughs> around and you see a magnificent beast. <laughs> mother's spaghetti! <laughs> Everybody gains 15 hit points. Yes! Your hit point maximum also increases by that much temporarily. You are cured of all diseases and poison. You become immune to poison and being frightened and make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. And we had one already from the previous. We did. So we're double immune. You're double feasted all the way. Herd immunity. Uh, let's let's talk with Enigmatus, guys. I feel like he has much much wisdom to share. He's gonna disappear. Yeah, but we can usually ask him one or two questions. Ask him a question. Pass the bread, would you? That is your first question. <laughs> he, he passes the bread. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> so, uh, Enigmatus, when you're not asking uh, people riddles, uh, what do you do in your downtime? That's a question. <laughs> Are you hitting on Enigmatus? <laughs> I guard these treasures from extraplanar threats. Ooh, like Dormammu? <laughs> sure. Their names are not pronounceable to me. Eg- Enigmatus, how many Hydra are there to slay? What? <laughs> oh. Hydra heads. Enigmatus, have you interacted with Zagreus lately? Is Are these riddles? <laughs> Yes, they are riddles. Can you solve them? Ooh. What treasure will I win for answering them? Satisfaction of a successful challenge uh, overcome. Ah, all right. Perhaps I should take back Marigold over there since you have the satisfaction of answering a riddle. Enigmatos, I can offer you five obels for your trouble. You insult me. Are you done eating? Enigmatos, what do you even uh, lust for? (laughs) That concept is alien to me. Uh, this is the weirdest fucking interaction we've ever had. I'm ace. I th- yeah, we should have. What do you lust this. for? <laughs> I suppose power. Rawr. Uh, Annie's just gonna like wipe her mouth with the napkin, and be like, "Okay, I think we've had enough fun. I think it's time we we get going." Enigmatos, thank you so much for your hospitality. It's always a pleasure to see you. It is always a pleasure to see people who answer my riddles with such a plum. A P L O M B. Thank, thank you. That that was necessary. I do think. But also have a plum. Oh, oh yes. Every, everyone, don't forget oh. your plums. <laughs> Arete uh, instead goes for a peach. <gasps> Oh, I love peaches. Yeah, yeah, and then the eggplant. We get it. All right. <laughs> Enigmatus, I look forward to your next riddle. I look forward to delivering more treasures to those who are worthy. Oh. I love a good deliverance. Okay, time to go. Let's go. Yep. Everybody up. Come on. All right. You see a gate with some obbles on it. Annie touches it. All right. It shatters. The gate slides up to orange smoke emerging from the portal. Oh. Are we... Wait. Have we seen orange smoke before? It's... We're in Asphodel. So it's just... I think it's just the aesthetic of this. You know how a lot in, 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 in Tartarus... They don't always smoke. No, I just... In Tartarus, the portals were like, you know... While they were discussing the smoke, Arete has tied several of the napkins from the banquet table together 
and he performs a rhythmic gymnastics routine and then does several backflips as he enters the portal. All right, you get more rotations in the air than Simone Biles while you've got all these <laughs> dinner table napkins whirling around you, and then you go straight into the portal. <laughs> Rolf wants to turn around and say, Enigmatos, what... How do you tell a false dream apart from a true dream? Well, false dreams are made from bones of ivory, and true dreams are made from bones of horn. Hmm. Till next time, my friend. And he goes through the portal. Okay. You arrive at another mound, oh, no. but um, instead of a fountain at the top, you just see a bag of obbles. Oh. Dust it. It's a bag of 200 obbles pre-dusting. As you wish, my lord. I run the harpy's feather duster over the top of the obbles sack. It shrinks a little. All right. Well, it does what it does. So add whatever the correct amount is to your inventory. And then at that moment, uh, make a group perception check. I like group checks. 18. (gasps) Are you kidding me? It was so going to be a 19. Stinking butts. All right. It's a six. Uh, 14 for Marete. 16 for Alexander. Okay, so more than half of you got 15, which is what you needed. So you're not going to be surprised this time as you feel a rumbling mm-hmm. in the mound, which sounds weird. But uh, you feel that rumbling, and a hydra bursts from it, thinking it's surprising you, but you were pretty prepared for it. It pops out of the ground, and before it makes a noise, Rolf defensively goes, ah! <laughs> it loves that. It's like you're egging it on. It's like, you know when you're egging on a dog? Yeah. And you're, so you do that, and it goes, uh, Roll initiative. <laughs> Five again. Fifteen from Rete. Oh, now you want to be 19. 23 for Annie. 15, Alexander. All right, Annie, you are up first. Because Annie had good luck last time, Annie's never going to quit. She wants to cast <laughs> Blindness, Deafness, but also... After you having said something last round, I'm worried that this won't apply because it really is just a skull head, right? I don't know. Try casting blindness deafness. Uh, Annie wants to cast synaptic static. Ooh. I don't know why it turned into Tim Allen. All right, Jean Grey, <laughs> tell me what goes on here. All right, it's a new spell. You it's float a- it to the air and you go, Scott, Scott. No. <laughs> <laughs> so synaptic static, I choose a point within range, which is 120 feet. And that point is going to be just where the Hydra is. Okay. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make an intelligent saving throw. Okay. It's not very intelligent. And, oh, okay. It got a 20 minus 4, which is 16. Uh, oh. Yeah, it needed to be the 16. <laughs> and I would really like to add Aries to that. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, look at all those dice. (laughs) All right, so that's 48. Holy shit. But we got to have that. We got to have that. Okay. So yeah, so she pulls out her veal and she would play... I would like to imagine that she plays a tune that just sounds sharp enough where it sounds like it's just electricity pumping out of the veal and it's just like piercing sort of like blue lightning-ish kind of thing that is striking at the Hydra. Alexander will dash with Poseidon and Hermes into the Hydra and stab it with the force of sonic speed. But a 13 won't hit it, will it? It will not. Also, um, I want to let you know one more thing about Marigold is that when you crit, you heal double the amount. Ooh. 
cute. Hot. And then if he tries again because he doesn't want to look dumb, he gets a 21 on his next hit. Yeah, the wave and Hermes's wings are pushing you a little too fast the first time you go, swing, and you go right past it. And then you got to swing it back around. And it's kind of like Mario Kart. Like when you get turned around, you got to like back it up and then like quit and then like turn around again over and over. But you finally get around, you're swinging back at it and then you land a hit and you do how much damage? Okay. When the hit lands, he will do 39 damage with Divine Smite straight into the Hydra. Dang. Okay, well, yeah, you hurt it very badly. All right, Arete is going to draw out Lavoie and say, let's do this thing. And Arete will run up, leap onto the Hydra's head as he calls out, Ares, Dionysus, and Aphrodite, aid me in this melee attack. Okay. And he will stab his lovely Lavoie into the base of its head does a 26 hit. It does. Wonderful. The damage is a 35. You stab it and it is clearly feeling its own pain and the pain of its sibling heads that you have taken out over time. And then I will use my bonus action to disengage calling upon Hermes. Hermes, grant me protection. It is the Hydra's turn. The Hydra is going to rear back its head and then blow out a massive circle of flame all around. So everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Because I'm on its head, do I also have to roll the dexterity saving throw? Because I'm technically outside of the path of the fire. You know what? No. Uh-uh. Clever girl. Annie rolled a 22. I rolled a 21. I rolled an 8. Okay. Rolf, you take 30 fire damage. <laughs> Annie and Alexander, you only take 15. Minus 3. So, because of my shield master ability, if you're subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, you can use your reaction to take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw. Sweet, yeah. So that flame comes at you and you just hold up your shield and with your mastery, you just see like, like you're down on one knee, you hold the shield up. The flame blasts against you, and your like cape is like flowing behind you, but you were unburned. <sighs> Ooh, that's such a cinematic like silhouette shot. Love it. Ugh, gorgeous. Rolf is so entertained by your stance that he doesn't move at all as he takes the full blast of the flame and just <laughs> stares at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Um, because we have so many boons at this point, he just goes Olympus, aid this strike. And... <laughs> Calls upon all the many gods that have aided him, and I'm going to cast Witch Bolt upon the Hydra, using, of course, a blood crystal. That is a 22 to hit. That does hit. Brilliant. And that is going to be 43 lightning damage as these red bolts of lightning spring forth from his fingers, and he says, unlimited power. (laughs) (laughs) We're all still looking pretty good, right? Everyone's looking good? Everyone's feeling good like you should? We're okay. Feeling good, looking gorgeous. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I'm all right. Okay, you are the one I'm most concerned about. Okay, that's uh, that's good. That's good. Shady queen, bitch. Shady queen. (laughs) I didn't, no, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. Annie would like to cast Bestow Curse. So Annie would like to bestow a curse on the Hydra, and the Hydra has to make another wisdom saving throw. Okay. It's not great at those, but it did get a 17. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm really not fudging it. It's okay. (laughs) I know. It's okay. You beat it. You beat it. You're, you, you ain't getting cursed this time. Okay. 
Uh, Annie would like to disengage as a bonus action and add that AC. Uh, I'm going to dash and do it again and try, I hope to stab it this time with that dash. Okay. With the 17, I think that lands. That does hit. Uh, that is 31 damage. All right. Uh, describe how you kill it. <gasps> oh, I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he dashes so hard that... He takes the skull off with it as, like, Alexander the meteorite crashes through and rips the head off the hydra with its head impaled on the very small blade in comparison uh, of, of Marigold. And as he does this, Arete is still on the head of the hydra. So Arete <laughs> kind of just grabs its snout and takes it for, like, a Disneyland ride and just goes, Wee! Okay. Wow. So, yeah, you've... you've- Killed it. Um, <laughs> you see a little raft, and it has a symbol of a diamond on it with a skull and crossbones underneath. No, no. Okay, no. get ready, folks. It's final boss time. I recognize that symbol from the readings. I'm, I'm pretty sure that means we're going to fight the big bone daddy. The bone granddaddy, if you will. All right. Okay, okay, just let's... How is everyone looking, actually? Yes, let's... Assess the damage. Honestly, I am like totally fine. Completely 100%. Okay, okay. We like that. Good for you. I'm down 30 points, but that still leaves me at 58. Jesus. Mm. Okay, good, good. You might want to use a spell now to heal him. Alexander, how are you? And Anastasia, how are you? Very good. Uh... Oh, so good, dude. I'm okay. I'm... I'm almost, I'm just, I'm over half. Can you heal yourself? Yeah, I can. This is the final boss. I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, I don't think you can be too careful. I agree. Okay, I'll heal. Annie's going to heal herself. She's going to cure wounds. That's 11. Then Annie is going to mosey on over to Rolf, give his shoulder a little pat-pat, and heal him for... Also 11. You hear his bones pop as the shoulder, like, realigns. Oh. And uh, a little more blood flushes into his skin. Annie, you do chiropractic work? Could you take a look at my back sometime? Because, like, it is whack. Sure, we can do that later on. I'm feeling pretty nice. I I have 69 hit points. Nice. (laughs) Sounds more like naughty if you ask me. (laughs) Very well. Do we need any planning before we enter this final encounter? Yes. I think there will be multiple targets. You two target one, Arte and I will target the other once we get to the final one. Annie, keep an eye on everyone's vitals if you can, please. I'll do my best. Very well. If you feel like you're dying at any point, please feel free to just shout that out. Once once you're below half, alert the group and... Every 50% reduction beyond that, please. And with that, Arete will do like a, a running leap, somersault flip in the air, and land gracefully in the raft. Okay. Arete hears the sounds of war approach, but it's just Rolf. Annie will follow the sounds of war. We shall succeed this time. And he presses the bubble. All right. You all ride the raft, and you reach this river of magma on the Phlegathon that flows upward. And instead of falling off of a disc this time, it's still like a waterfall of magma, but the the raft just starts going straight up. Oh, there's a camera at the top. Get ready. Uh, (laughs) But as the raft starts going vertically up, you all just stand just like perpendicular to the raft and just like without falling, you guys just somehow start going up. Oh, there goes gravity. Yeah, don't lose yourself. 
in the in the raft. So you're going up. Wow. And then it like stops. It's like, have you ever been on a roller coaster where it just like keeps going up and up and up and like building this like anticipation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you hear the sound in the distance of a hydrogen screen. It seems that you're going up these various like tiers on this magma cake of asphodel. Finally, you reach the top. And then you reach this large, flat plateau that has magma all around it, but it's probably the largest platform you've been on so far. And you see only the head of a hydra. Make an intelligence check. Oh, jeez. 21 from Arete. Four. Dirty 20. So, Annie and Arete, what you have pieced together is that this hydra head is actually connected to all the other hydra heads that you fought so far, and they were all actually one creature. So, what would have happened is if you had run away from all those other hydras, you would have been fighting all of those hydra heads at once. (laughs) But because you've been diligently each room killing off the various hydra heads, sometimes maybe even two hydra heads at a time, you've actually killed off all of the other heads, and this is basically the last surviving head. And it is in really bad shape. It already looks beat up and then, once again, true to form, you see a bolt of lightning crash down on it as Pelops splits it open. And then he lands and he gets up and he shakes the magma off of his lance. But he doesn't see you yet. His back is to you. The raft is just coming up on this. And you see within the remains of the shattered Hydra skull is a beautiful, brilliant diamond. Oh, sweet. Wow. Pelops! Hey! Hey, Pelops! <laughs> and I start waving frantically. Pelops does not turn around to you. Oh. Wait, so he killed it like it's dead? Yeah, it's dead. Oh. What? Wait, it's nice. done? We skipped the boss. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Was I not clear that it died, but I said it no, exploded? I, I got it. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. It was very clear to me. You were, but like, I guess I was anticipating initiative anyways. Yeah, I don't know. You were definitely clear, but I'm like, there's no way that we get No way. Us get easy? No. Rolf is going to look very suspiciously around like, this can't be it. And then is going to walk towards the head to look at the diamond and Pelops and says, Well done. (sighs) There were supposed to be more heads here. I suppose you must have taken care of the rest. I took care of a few on the way here, too. We uh, helped uh, break up some of those heads, so there's a little bit less at the end here. (laughs) That's all he says. (laughs) Very well. And what do we do with this as he picks up the diamond? Probably useful for trading down in Tartarus among the wretches. Arete attempts to run Harpy's feather duster over the diamond to see what happens. It's like polishing a diamond. It grows a little wart. 1.2 diamonds. (laughs) Um, Pelops, do you think it would be more beneficial for us to travel together concretely all the time? Honestly, now that this Hydra's dealt with, I think you've outlived your usefulness. I knew it. I knew there was gonna... I was like, as soon as he showed up and it was dead, I was like, oh, we have to fight Pelops. But I didn't say anything in case, like... But me guess, we join forces, and then the slaves of Olympus just keep snatching up every treasure and boon on the way. You are welcome to have them. You have denied the gods' I don't care for them! I don't need them! Then what's the problem? (laughs) And you see, like, his eyes turn bloodshot with, like, the crystals flowing through his blood. When he sees that, he goes, Finally, one of you is bold enough to bite back. And then he enters into a combat stance. Roll initiative. (laughs) Ah, damn it. (laughs) 
Rogue Runners Volume 1 In the Blood stars our players Nicholas Benetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Roshan Singh Zombie. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll be- ah! Oh, God! Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, (laughs) okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? (laughs) Now, a Boy Scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this, this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones. Oh, yeah. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>